This is an Ace Radio podcast. Welcome to the Women of Influence special series, 100 Women in 100 Days, celebrating strong, resilient women from all walks of life. Here's Kate with today's episode. Hey, Petrina, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, it's so great to talk, Kate. It feels like it's been years nearly in the making, but we only started in, what, mid-2019, but you were on the list, on my bucket list from day one to get you on. So oh, thank you. you. Yeah. It's... Thank you. I love your podcast. It's a brilliant series, Kate. Congratulations on it. <laughs> thank you. We love it. We love it. And we're embarking on these 100 women in 100 days. So why, why not chew off more than you can in 2021, hey? <laughs> we're all a bit notorious for doing that, aren't we? That's all right. Just I, add another thing to the list. I think we are. Uh, look, what I'm always fascinated by with women is not necessarily all the achievements and the successes that they've had, but where they started and how they've got to where they are. I think that's where we take our real learnings from. And I have um, probably been following you for some time because you're on Melbourne's number one breakfast show right now and very much a part of that team and very much a public face now doing TV appearances and, you know, it's all happening for you. And from the surface or someone that doesn't know you, they might think that, oh, well, look at it, you know, like this is it. But it's been it's been a big road. It's been a long wind-up. It's been 30 years. So I'm 30 years in radio in October, Kate, would you believe? Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it started just in my hometown. I was born and bred in Wangaratta and it started at Eaton work experience and I can still remember very vividly getting the form at school saying what would you like to do and I had no idea what I wanted to be absolutely none I thought maybe hairdressing and um, and had a list of stuff and funnily enough on the list was radio announcer and I knew I, I always tried to be a little bit different not just to stand out but I just I didn't like to sort of follow the trend and I thought you know what that would be something really different so I did it and um, did a week at uh, 3&E, which is now one of your stations. Yes, it is. And um, with the beautiful Mike Walsh. And I just, I was addicted from the get-go. I was never that kid at school that was, you know, the popular kid that everyone knew and was into sport and all that sort of stuff. I was sort of a bit of a square. But when I went to radio, I just, I felt embraced it just felt natural and I felt at home without sounding like a toddler. I did. I really, I thought, you know what, I think I could do this and I think I could do journalism. So obviously finished school, but whenever I could do work experience, I'd, I'd hound down the doors of the stations, 2AY Aubrey, 3SR and Shep. So I did year 12, but really from about halfway through year 11, I'd switched off mentally because I knew what I wanted to do. And my teachers were steering me towards an arts degree. And I said, no, I don't want to do an arts degree. And they said, no, if you want to get into radio, you do arts. I said, no, I'm not spending three years of my life and doing one week unit of radio and sort of be no further advanced. I wanted to cut my teeth and do that. So I did. So. At the end of year 12, I did the Swinburne commercial radio course with Jim Barber. 
and then graduated from that. About two weeks before I graduated, Mike Walsh rang me and said, hey, uh, we've got a job here for a copywriter, um, which Sarah Patterson was there and she was doing both roles, another amazing woman of radio. And she was doing news and, and copy. And he said, would you come as a copywriter? And I said, absolutely, I would. Um, so I was there for, how long was I there? Two and a half years, I think. And then the amazing Mark Taylor poached me for 3WM in Horsham and was there for 13 months and then came to Double TFM, which is now KISS in Melbourne in 95 and then sort of made my way over to gold. This is a very long-winded explanation. Um, I was there, I think, eight years the first time and then Nova started up and they poached me over to their newsroom. Um, that was brilliant. That really invigorated me and then came back here in 2010, back to gold and was here a year or 10 months or something and then got up the duff <laughs> and um, had my little girl, had Audrey and had about, I think it was about 10 months off, which was really weird because, you know, I'd worked full time for 20 years and it's like she was very wanted and um, really enjoyed madly, but I really, I wanted to get back into it. And then of course, Christian O'Connell came on board two and a half, nearly three years ago. And that talk about reinvigoration, that's just been like such a lifeline for me. Um, was probably getting a bit complacent, a bit stale, approaching 50. Um, you know, a woman on FM media, probably older than most. And this has just challenged me and taken me completely out of my comfort zone, which is exactly what the universe sort of ordered for me, I think. It's just been, it's been brilliant. I'm, I've sort of been very steady as she goes. That's offered me security and sort of peace of mind, but this has sort of really put me out there and I'm so lucky and so fortunate to have been given the opportunity. It's been great. There were two things that uh, really, really stood out for me. And uh, if Mark Taylor does listen to this episode, it wasn't that. Um, it was finding your people. So for me, I always thought radio was just for the really cool people. And so I did not fall into that category. Um, and that's why it's taken me so long to get here to go, oh, why, why not? Why wait? But the other Petrina was around around finding your people, really finding. So to get lucky, I suppose, lucky's not the right word, but to find that early in a career, to be absolutely one-eyed, this is what I, this is what I want. There, I, it sounds like, appears like, there was never really a moment where you thought, yeah, well, I, I might go be a hairdresser now. Like, this isn't really. No, and that's, that's the thing. And I am very fortunate in that way i've always loved what i've always loved what i've done um and it's i do believe in karma and i believe that especially with the show i'm working on at the moment with christian o'connell i believe the stars do align and things do happen for a reason and the chemistry that um christian o'connell and jack post and myself have is not something that you can form. You know, you can throw a show together, you can do all the research, whatever, but if it's not going to click, it doesn't. But I, I can tell you from from the get-go, right from the first time we all met, it just did. Mm. Um, it just did, yeah. So 
the universe, I think. What does it feel like when uh, Christian O'Connell, one of the best presenters in the world, says, yeah, her, I want her, I want her in, I want her doing this and I want her contributing and how, you know, you talk about the universe need and you needing to be challenged. Mm. What does the internal talk go like, oh, crap, am I, is this happening or is it, you know, like... What's it was really funny. I was watching um, The Jungle the other night and Grant Denyer said something really interesting that just hit it on the head for me. He was talking about imposter syndrome, uh. how, you know, someone like Grant Denyer, he said, you know, someone looks up to him and thinks, wow, and he is, he's great, but constantly you're thinking, oh, my God, am I good enough? Um, I could have done that better. What are people really thinking of me? When am I going to be found out that I'm actually a fraud? And that's sort of how I felt at the start. It's like, and Christian all along was so full of praise and so encouraging. Um, and Duncan, our content director, um, sort of said, hey, give her a go. So there was no real sort of premeditated, who are we having for news? I was doing the role earlier with um, Joe and Limo anyway, but it was, make no mistake, if I if I didn't make the grade or didn't fit properly, well, you know, things can happen, think people get replaced, fair enough. But it, again, this is what I mean, I'm so blessed, it just, it did all fall into place and it just, you know, sort of grew from there. So, but I was really interested by what Grant said about that imposter Syndrome. I thought, yes, I can totally identify with that. It's like they're going to fly me out one day. I'm really not as good as they think I am. No, that's one of those things you just have to push that deep, 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 deep down. Yeah. <laughs> we, what I've been finding through doing the podcast is that every industry can be cutthroat in some type of capacity. I guess um, with radio, I spent the first 12 months, no joke, waiting for the tap on the, on the shoulder to go, oh, good girl, you had a really good try at that, but it's just not for you, like the entire time. How do you manage to not think about that, like, we've seen in 2021 just a complete change in the landscape in terms of breakfast shows Sydney yeah. and Melbourne cutthroat cutthroat I mean you mentioned Joe and Limo which was the show before Christian O'Connell so what how do you not think about that and enjoy the moment how do we stay in the moment well that's exactly it it's not thinking about it and the trouble with me and I guess coming from a news background is probably where it started, you know, where you do, you know, you research, thoroughly look into something and, you know, every, you overthink everything. That That's my worst trait. And that's, you know, that's the thing with this show. I really have learned more about myself than any other time prior to this. It's, um, I'm a chronic overthinker. So my whole mantra I was just saying to the boys this morning, my whole mantra, and pardon me if I swear. It's fine. It's a podcast. We have no senses. Is no fucks given. And I find that I perform better when I don't overthink it and I just being me. And it's so refreshing on Christian's show because from the very day one, he said, all I want from you is just be yourself. Be genuine. Don't pretend to be anyone else. So, you know, I'm the West Suburban housewife and mum, and that, that's who I am. And you don't have to, you know, the other thing I think too, maybe part of it's, you know, approaching 50 is you are enough. <laughs> you are enough. Exactly what you are is enough. And, you know, 
at the end of the day, Kate, if it's not, it's not meant to, it's not yours. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not meant to be doing what, if it's not enough, that's it. You've got to be genuine. You've got to be yourself. But like, that doesn't happen instantly, does it? That happens with life experience and, and all the rest of it. But I just try not to overthink it. And I've literally got on my computer in the studio and in the newsroom NFG. Yeah. Given, just as a constant reminder to stop overthinking it and, as you say, live in the moment. So... Is this a license that you think that you get as you start to get a little bit older? Like, is this, so for me, a chronic overthinking, we're, we're talking the same language here. So, and I go, I'm finding more and more, I'm getting a little bit more outspoken about things or a little bit, oh, I'm not putting up with that anymore. Or this. Is that coming with age, do you think? Or is that just backing yourself in? It's a bit of both. I, I think it depends on your personality type, but I think it is backing yourself and just having faith that you know you can be yourself you can be yourself you're not always going to get your own way you're going to get you're not going to win all the fights but be true to yourself who's brian adams to you <laughs> brian adams is my definite hall pass <laughs> i know had to bring it up I had to bring it up <laughs> i just spoke about it on the show this morning Oh, hey, um, this happened a couple of years ago, though, didn't it? You brought it up no, today. It's ongoing. Excuse me. Brian Adams does things to me that I don't know. His, the, the effect, the impact of his music, I, I can't explain it. I know he's not your pin-up poster boy, but he just, there's something about his music that moves something in me. Deep, just, deep inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and we've been to see him like maybe 12 or 13 times now. And he normally tours Melbourne like every couple of years. So this lockdown must be killing him. He's been doing heaps of stuff on socials and that. But um, I can't wait till he tours again. And you got to meet him. You got to sit there and, and chat. How I think about those, sometimes there's those big interviews or those big, big moments. And you've just said that you're an overthinker. So how the hell did you, you know, if he gives you a bodily, I can see you over Zoom and I can see your body <laughs> lighting up. I just mentioning him. How do you keep that under control? So nervous. So we met him at a hotel in South Yarra where he was staying. And he was absolutely charming. He was so charming. What the interview itself, I'll be absolutely honest, the interview itself was a little dull, to be honest. Um, I could see once we started, the shades just went down. And obviously he's been asked the same questions over and over for decades. And I did try to formulate them in a different way. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, tell us about that album. But he was most charming just when he came in, just himself, he burst through the door. He had just one publicist, I think it was, and a heap of record people. So I was very conscious because, you know, when you're in news and you're doing an interview, it's just you on the phone or even with a stand-up, it's usually one-on-one. -on -one. But this was like I had an audience and I was very conscious of like all these eyes on me. But he was really concerned about the lights on me, how, you know, how that was going to look on the video. It was really refreshing. And he's like, no, 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 he's getting up and readjusting the room because, of course, he's a big photographer. 
So he knew exactly what to do. And I thought, wow, it just like gave me a big cuddle and a kiss. And I thought, wow, you're, you're charming. I like you even more. Because they say, don't they, don't meet your heroes because you'll be let down. Yes. Well, yeah. But for you, it amplified. It amplified. Yeah, the interview was dull. It was dull. But aside from the interview, he was was lovely. And I left there on a high. I really did. That was a bucket list item for me. Seriously, I was home going home in the uber and i rang christian and i said oh my god that's you don't understand it's like that's like a big bucket list item for me so i was wrapped are you living the bucket list now do you think or is there still things for you to achieve or want to achieve in in your career absolutely i just feel like i've just started because i'm in this new role where i've sort of um, broken out of that news mold to an extent, that'll always be there. That's always my foundation. I always, I love doing news. Um, but no, it's really just, I feel a bit like a butterfly in that this is just a start of this newer role for me. And I've got so much to learn, so much to learn that I'm getting there. It's, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? You know, again, being confident to be yourself and doing today extra, um, with Channel 9, it's been a brilliant opportunity. I love doing that. And it's it's been a really good uh, little springboard for me because it's the best of both worlds. So I'm still doing, you know, we talk about daily topics in the news. So I've still got that news grounding, which helps me feel grounded, but it's also letting me showcase perhaps other skills um, as well. So that's been really that was a highlight for me last year and what was such a shitty year um for us to be on air and do amazing shows and just provide a bit of not necessarily comic relief but just a bit of normality for people locked up at home um and then to get the channel nine gig yeah i'm very lucky it was great I look at um, those, the pathways that people talk about in the radio industry come through the the regional pathway and you move here and you move there and things have definitely changed um, in terms of jobs for the radio industry. I know speaking with the CEO of the Ace Radio Network, Mark Taylor, like he will say, Kate, there are still jobs in the radio industry. It's just that people don't want to move. They don't, like young Mary would have moved to... Um, Wangaratta or Daniloquin and and started, but they don't want to move now. I just keep looking at it and then going, well, how are they going to start? What is the state of this industry? Everyone's kind of tweaking um, in every industry now, more so probably just fast forward because of COVID. But, yeah. you know, I know I'm, so I'm late to the party. Thank goodness, you know, I feel like I've won the lottery with my job, you know, every day to do yeah. breakfast. But, you know, what what about someone that's wanting to start now? What do you say to them? Well, I guess, you know, I think if you're passionate for anything you want to do, you will, you will travel. And it's not easy. You know, I was lucky to get my first job in my hometown of Wayne, but um, certainly going to um, Horsham, that was halfway to Adelaide. And, you know, I was still living at home. I hadn't moved out of home except for uni but even then I stayed with family so I really you know and I just met my now husband I've just met Chris um so he was back I had a lot of reasons to stay in Wayne but I just I felt like a caged tiger I needed to get out and I guess with sacrifice always comes reward always and you know when I got back when I got to Melbourne to start Metro Radio certainly wasn't all roses either you know I did um, 
back up breakfast for 10 years. I did weekends for 10 years and not the sort where, oh, okay, you know, you can have every third weekend off to have a life. Well, no, you didn't ask, you didn't dare ask for a weekend off because then all the Monday to Friday journos would get their backs up because it's like, I don't want to do a week. No, you have to work. So I did the hard yards. I wrote for people like DD and all the time just getting experiences off these amazing operators, Grubby and DD and Richard Stubbs and... You're reeling off the legends of the industry, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, you know, sucking it all in. Um, so, yeah, nothing comes without sacrifice. I think if, you, if it's what you really want to do, then you'll do it. I feel like you're the woman that was ready just to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, but... On that, <laughs> learn to say no. Don't do it. Yeah, but that's once you that's once you're moving, you learn how to say no, though, right? I think I'm still learning that. <laughs> I was talking about. Do you, here's a personal question: Do you have any tattoos? No, I don't. But I would love to get one. Have you got one? No, I don't. But I would love to get one. And I was thinking about getting the word. Um, so in 2020, the word that I was thinking was going to be no on my near my thumb, right? Because yeah. it was learning to say no to things, learning to slow down. And then I realised I'm a yes person. I'm a Oma, let's go on the adventure. Let's do this thing. So I'm thinking I want to have yes. I t- told my husband the other day and he said, that's so stupid. Oh, no. I think <laughs> you want to get it. I think you should. Okay. I just don't know where I'd put it. I've got plenty of surface area. And what would I put? I always thought I'd put my little girl's name somewhere in nice script writing. or But then that seems a bit naff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's not only. We're trying to do the cliche, not do the cliche thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's not only what you put and the meaning behind it, but where you put it. it? You're listening to two overthinkers talking about (laughs) tattoos right now. (laughs) Hey, Petrina, I know that you are so busy and we want to just thank you for being a part of the podcast. We always, you know, just feel like we're just scratching the surface with people. So I guess um, just one last thing. When you faced your biggest challenge, Petrina, how did you get through it? How did you then rock up the next day to work like I'm not giving in? I've had a lot of challenges in life. I um, was diagnosed with kidney cancer six years ago. Um, How did I get through that? You know what? Funnily enough, it was radio that helped, obviously friends and family, but radio, it was that normality of routine. For me, so I took, I think it was seven weeks off uh, for treatment and then there was no ongoing treatment, touch wood. Um, I was fine. But it was, I need, what gives me sort of stability and what grounds me is just getting back to work. And, you know, Audrey was four at the time and I thought, I don't, you know, I actually felt like I actually don't have time for this. Hmm. Like I don't have, this is a real inconvenience. So for me, it was just routine. And, you know, I've had, uh, we had a lot of trouble having a baby, getting our girl. We had multiple miscarriages. And so, again, radio is what helps stabilise me, that routine of moving forward, that whole feeling of progression and not sort of dwelling too much in the, in the moment and just getting, not, oh, get over it, get on with it, not that sort of attitude, but just moving moving forward and my career's been amazing for that and you know just the morale of 
people I work around who are just the best people and like-minded people that help get me through it. Did you, were you always honest at work? Were you always honest with what was going on or did you know? No, you don't. You don't do, especially not on a, especially not on a, in breaking radio. I mean, your whole role as a newsreader on a show, apart from doing your news, a, a lot of it rests on your shoulders to be bright and bubbly, not fake bright and bubbly, but just, just keep the team spirits alive. None of us want to be there at four <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, we don't. But it's the gig. It's the gig and it's who you are. And no, but everyone's got something in life. I, I'm not special. I'm no different to you or anyone else in the next office to me. Everyone has a challenge in life, don't they? Mm. Everyone's got something. No one's got the perfect life. There is no perfect life. There's no perfect mum. There's no perfect wife. We're all human. Yeah. End of the day. Well, it's a career that we will continue to be watching, a career that has started from humble beginnings, which I just love. And now, it, yeah, I, like you said, it feels like you're just beginning. You are flourishing in our eyes, in front of us. It is just, just love watching and, and love the show. Big shout out to Jack too. We probably haven't mentioned him yet. And <laughs> not that I can imagine him probably listening to the Women of Influence podcast, but he might. <laughs> might no I think he's, he's caught you Jackie O I believe oh yeah yeah he's our favorite presenters yeah so yeah we've we've uh had some pinch me moments it's been um, amazing names Kate. It, you know what we keep saying though it's um everyone has got a story and I think um, what radio doesn't allow us to do is to have half an hour, 40 minutes with someone and really ask the questions or really um, swear if required or talk about tattoos, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't give you that, whereas this this does and, um, you know... Yeah, it's been, yeah, I love Very it. Very luxurious, isn't it, compared to FM radio? Yep. <laughs> Short shot. With brevity, please, with brevity. So we ramble on. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It, it just, it's a privilege. Really, really so good. Congratulations again, Kate. You're amazing. Thanks for listening. Loved the episode? Like and review us on your favourite podcast app and share with your friends on social media. Want to nominate? That's great. Hit us up with your nomination at aceradio.com.au and don't forget to join us in the Women of Influence Facebook group for all the behind-the-scenes action.